We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. It's February. That means it's trade deadline month. The deadline coming up on February 9th. Are we going to have a lot of activity? Is it going to be a dud of a deadline? We're going to get into some of the latest news. Plus, we've got a bunch of injury updates to talk about as well. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how are you doing? How are you holding up? And uh, February's here. I mean, my, my trade radar is is active, and and I'm just waiting to hit the button that we've got it that we've got a trade. Yeah, I, we don't even have blips on the trade radar Nothing. right now. Like, come on, let's go NBA teams. What are we doing? It's it's only eight, eight shopping days left. Come on, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's it. This is not uncommon. I think we're kind of in those last couple days of the. Now we could have two firsts. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we we can't possibly trade them for less than two firsts. And teams are like, ah, how's a second in the sky? And and then you know that'll change here in the next couple of days. I, it's no one should be waiting for any more clarity in the standings. I don't think we're getting any of that mm-hmm. over the course of the next week. Like that's still just a completely jumbled mess in the in the uh, Western Conference and then the Eastern Conference is in a weird spot where like that the, all of a sudden Washington Wizards have won six in a row and are yeah. pushing up the standings like it's just weird weird stuff going on you know kind of on, on both sides of the ledger here but I, I I think most teams probably know where they are at this point and what they're looking to do and now it's just what are we gonna pull the trigger on to make happen like so let's let's go I'm you know, hoping some stuff, but you know, for right now, we're 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 not even getting like a million rumors either. It's like yeah. that's even starting to quiet down a little bit. But but that's it. We've still got a handful of things that that are out there that are worth addressing. Yeah, uh, for example, the guy that we've talked about a ton, John Collins, the Hawks, reportedly lowering their asking price on Collins, and this is really you know th- this may be bigger than a John Collins thing. Uh, this may be a trade deadline wide thing that really what has to happen is, and it's movement on both sides, but sellers probably need to get a little more realistic with what they're asking for. And buyers probably need to get a little more serious with, with their offers. Um, But if you get more of this uh, players like John Collins, where teams are like, okay, we'll come down a little bit that creates the possibility for deals to take place. So the Hawks getting a little more realistic, apparently on their, their John Collins, uh, asking price and maybe that helps facilitate something again it feels like he's been on the trade block forever <laughs> i just can't imagine us going through another trade deadline 
and having him still be an Atlanta Hawk post deadline. Yeah, I, I, at this one, I don't know what to expect. I, I feel like, you know, in, in year 10 of the NBA front office show, we'll be like, you know, maybe this is <laughs> the end of the trade, John Collins. Uh, yeah, it just feels like that's, you know, where, where we're at right now with him. But it is, it's a little notable. I think we're hearing some stuff that's starting to make a little bit of sense, like the Hawks. Uh, under the new front office regime, don't feel like they have to move him, but it yeah. doesn't sound like they're setting a super you know, ridiculous asking price for him. It's probably ultimately going to come down to, is there a team out there that says John Collins for just roughly 25 million a year? We're good. We're good with that number. So we will give you fair value without, we will um, pay you to take him on or without asking the Hawks to pay them to take him on. Right. I think that's where we're just going to have to wait and see. Is there a team out there that's like, you know, all right, we, we can do this. This could be one that maybe turns into a semi like Sabonis Halliburton type of deal where it's the Hawks just swap for a little better roster balance. I, I, I don't know exactly what that would look like. Cause I think they've got kind of decent roster balance right now as it is. So I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like he, doesn't go anywhere though. And he's maybe just sticks there in Atlanta and that kind of goofy, weird team just plays it out and maybe gets into the first round and gets knocked out. Maybe they lose in the playing round. I, I really don't know what to expect with the Hawks. So you're saying he may not move at all at the, at the trade deadline here, despite, and we just have another it. year of, you know, chalk it up to another year of John Collins being in rumors. Um, I, I do think it's, it's interesting, you know, well, to be expected anyway. You mentioned that the Hawks put out there that, hey, you know, we don't feel like we have to move. Like, that's just the playbook right now, right? That's mm -hmm. any team that's looking to trade a player right now. They want to put out there, well, you know, you're going to have to convince us. And I'm not really looking to move this. But that, I that, think this one may be a tinge different just because of the be change in front office correct. structure. You know, right. if Landry Fields and crew feel better about John Collins and uh, Travis Schlink did, or maybe they're putting that out there because they feel the exact opposite. And it's like, yeah, we got to get this guy out of here. Like, I really don't know what to expect because it's so weird. We don't generally get front office changeovers a month ahead of the trade deadline. Season. That's, that's yeah. a pretty odd uh, scenario, just their situation, I guess, in, in and of itself. It's not a scenario because it's actually happening. So, well, and that's, and that's part of what I mean is that, regardless of what the situation is, whether they really want to get rid of him or not, that's the message that's going to be put out there. Well, we don't feel like we have to trade him. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's, and yeah. that's what they're going to do to try to get the best deal. In fact, I mean, just to kind of piggyback on that, the Pistons, they're not eager <laughs> to trade Boyan Bogdanovich, Alec Burks, Sid and Sadiq Bey. Uh, the Knicks are interested in Bay Again, maybe internally the Pistons are just like, Man, I can't wait to trade these guys, but they're going to put out, and I don't think they are, but they're going to put out, no, we're not that that eager to trade. It's it's that time of year. Um, but Bogdanovich is is one of the hottest names on the market, if not the hottest name on the market, the one that we've heard has you know double-digit suitors and and all of that. It seems like it would be an opportunity missed and without knowing the exact offers that are out there if the Pistons weren't able to strike while the iron is hot here. I think it's fair to say Bogdanovich is, I wouldn't count on him playing this well next season. Say uh, he, he's playing incredibly well. So it feels like they've gotten an opportunity here to really get something in return for him. Um, I, 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 He's another one where I would be surprised if, if, despite what the Pistons are saying, I would be surprised if he's still a Piston after February 9th. It would be a little too. I just, if I'm Detroit, 
I'm gonna hold firm and say like I want a first, like in a real first. Oh, like you can. I think me... they get that. Yeah, the I, the tough thing is so many of the contenders that could really use him are in a spot where some of them already traded picks away and like they're in a weird place. The team I want to make a run at him just because I think he fits everything they need. I think they can could get there with relative ease to match salary is the Memphis Grizzlies. Like he would be so perfect on that team yeah. um, as a big wing, you know, could start if they need him to come off the bench, just kind of give them everything they've been looking for uh any of the nights where i mean we we know desmond bain said hey this this foot thing is going to be an issue the rest of the year for me like the nights where you need to sit him you sit him you, you put bogdanovich in and you just kind of keep things rolling so that's the the team i would love to see just gear up and make a run at a guy like him hey i don't want to get super deep into because we're not talking about the grizzlies but they've got roster spot issues coming up in the future um they've got all their own first they've got an extra first coming from the warriors down the line so there's a lot of time now for memphis where i'm looking at it's like you're right there like yeah, make the move are. like like really push in and go um but from the detroit side yeah i kind of get it alec burks too i know i know people were kind of like yeah maybe we can get him for two seconds um i think they're also a little wary of we trade one or if god forbid we trade both of these guys no one can shoot left on that roster like that's going to be a complete mess and i don't think they want Jaden ivy and jalen duran's last 25 30 games of the season just to be you know hey just run around and do your best like i think right. they're like we want to have some semblance and detroit by all accounts is serious that hey next year we get kid cutting him back we're gonna add another high draft pick to this team we'll have a year of experience for ivy and duran like we want to be good we want to try to make a real run and to do that we're keeping bogdanovich and burke burks rather is like a real thing and then sadiq bay like, well, what are we doing? Why, why would we trade Sadiq Bay? Ah. <laughs> I I mean, we'll talk about it, but it's, <laughs> that's rude. I feel very bad. That was my reaction. <laughs> Poor Saban Lee. Poor Saban Lee, man. The guy's like, yeah, I landed the deal. And I'm like, ah. You and I both, for, there was a split second there where you and I both went, oh. Well, and something it happened, with, and it's a Shams tweet, and it starts with the Phoenix Suns are, and I was like, Ooh. "Oh, <laughs> oh that shouldn't be allowed this time of year." Right? Poor saving me. He's like, "I did it. I earned a spot in the league off a couple good two ways," and oh, you know, we're sitting there laughing. Man. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Sadiq Bay. If I'm Detroit, I'm not like you. Gotta kind of. I'm not even a big Sadiq Bay guy. Um, but like, why would we? why would they trade him? Like that doesn't make right. sense. Right. Like you're going to have to really offer me something good to get him, And I don't know that anybody's going to come forward with what it would take to get him. So I, again, another team I'm starting to think I, I would still probably move Bogdanovich because it's such a seller's market. You should be able to get a really nice uh, deal out of it. But I, I really do like, I don't know, man, I kind of am feeling like they might just kind of hold tight here and, and go into the summer trying to build a, a real functional roster. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They could. They certainly could. I, I think... Um, you know, we've heard these talks about, you know, Danny Ainge, about him recognizing that it's a seller's market and he's going to try to take advantage of that. And he's very good at doing that, obviously. I, I just feel like there would be an opportunity missed. Uh, again, without no, it's possible the buyers all just say, well, no, it's a t- it's a lottery protected first or we're not interested. I mean, with that, this many buyers interested from what we've heard in Bogdanovich, I would be surprised if that was the case. But I could understand if that's the situation where the Pistons just go, eh. But I think somebody's going to budge between now and February 9th and give the Pistons what they were looking for in a, in a Bogdanovich deal. Uh, the Knicks interested in Bay. They've also been linked to OG Ananobi. Uh, clearly they're looking to do something out there. Uh, again, I, I don't, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sure why the Pistons feel like they need to, or have any interest really in trading Sadiq Bay, but uh, New York has. A maybe maybe they really spot. want those first back that they gave to the Knicks. Uh, in the <laughs> Jalen Duran trade, man, like, uh, we, can we have those back? I want my picks back, all of them, all of them, and David Putney, <laughs> and David Putney. I right. feel like it. <laughs> That's right. Um, the Pistons did pick up a disabled player exception, actually a fairly sizable one. It's over five million. Um, this is due to Cade Cunningham's injury. Now we've talked about this all, these types of things a lot, where just because you get this doesn't mean you're going to use it, but. It doesn't hurt you to get it. It doesn't cost you anything to really get this. So you might as well get the exception. And then who knows if it, if it at some point it, an opportunity presents itself to use it, then great. But at least you have it. Yeah. The metaphor I used, it's just put a tool in your toolbox and you don't want to get to the job and need that tool. And oh man, we didn't have it. Right. Like if they got somewhere, it's uh I don't know, a team that has a $5 million player is like, hey, we really want to clear this $5 million salary. Detroit, we'll give you two seconds. And like, we yep. have no way to eat that salary. Like now you do. And if that's where it goes, and especially if you make an unbalanced trade or something like that, yeah, now you're in a position where we can do this. So it's, I, I'm always in favor of teams. Go get these when you can. It's kind of my same approach to as long as you don't get silly on how much you pay a team to make a signing, a sign in trade. So you could create a big trade exception. As long as you don't get too crazy, if you pay them off with a second or maybe two, that's fine. I think that's actually, you know, a good move. Um, You just don't necessarily need to be in a spot where it's, you know, go, go, you know, uh, super nuts to do that, but yeah, why not give yourself that flexibility to have it uh, versus not having, especially if it really, this one literally costs you nothing. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, so Pistons are getting that for, and might as well, might as well. Uh, yep. Weather impacting games, Pistons Wizards has been canceled uh, due to weather. Uh, Pistons can't seem to get out of, of Dallas. Uh, obviously storms hitting the Dallas area and uh, Pelicans Mavs now impacted to the point where the Pelicans are going to fly to Dallas tomorrow, the day of the game. Now um, they're going to fly into Dallas Fort Worth. And so they're going to have to fly in, get off the plane and go play 
Um, not an easy situation, especially for a Pelicans team that's now lost, uh, was it at nine, I think, straight. So they're on a, a major slide. Yeah, we also straight, just, got, yep. just got word, though, that Christian Wood will be out still for, for the Mavs. So mm-hmm. won't be a full-strength Mavs side against uh, the Pelicans. But nonetheless, uh, you know, winter weather can do this from time to time, and the NBA schedule is going to have to adjust a bit here and, uh, and adapt. I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show, but my sister and her family live in the Dallas area, uh, just outside of Dallas. And it's really bad there right now. They actually, um, they had a big ice storm that came in, uh, put like a layer of ice over everything. Then it snowed. Then that snow started to melt a little bit. And then they had more ice come in on top. So now they're kind of getting that layering in. Yes, they do get snow and ice in, in Dallas and in Texas. But, like, when you live in the Northeast, like where I grew up with, like, you're prepared for that. You kind of know how to deal with it and that. And their stuff's not necessarily set up for that. They've actually – they were um, out getting some stuff the other day, and, like, um, power lines are getting so weighed down from the ice yep. that they're snapping. That's what happens. And that's, like, what's causing all this issue for them. So they're, they're uh, you know, you know, thoughts with everybody in Dallas. You know, stay warm. Hopefully, you know, the grid holds up for you all. I know that's been a problem in past winters, too. But, yeah, I, in the grand scheme of things, these are minor, right, that these games are getting moved around. But it's part of it, right? It's now Pistons, Wizards. They're going to probably, my guess is, they're going to end up with some kind of back-to-back at some point. They wouldn't have had otherwise. Probably won't matter for the Pistons at all. The Wizards, though, they're fighting, right? They're trying to make the playoffs. So you'd have something there. And then definitely, like you said, tomorrow, that's a weird spot for the Pelicans to fly in, play, and then fly out right after. But I think they'd rather that than fitting in a back-to-back or we've even seen part of this was the pandemic, you know, changes with games. Headers. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Three and three days. That's not where anybody wants to be. So no. yeah, it's a tough spot for the Pels for sure. And, and yeah, I checked, you're right. Nine straight they've lost. Uh, they've, so they've gone from 26 and 17 to 26 and 26. Uh, they are now 10th in the West and they were sitting up in that three, four, uh, run when when they started this losing shirt three four range uh when they started this losing run and that's you know that that's tough man that's that's rough get, gotta get zion back on the floor yeah and we do have a little bit of news yeah. there zion has been cleared to begin running um so that's a good step forward mm-hmm. but it doesn't that you know he's still a little ways from actually getting back onto the court yeah. here and uh i i, I think at this point the all-star game has got to be in jeopardy for, for Zion. Like if he's not back sure. on the court for the Pelicans prior to the all-star game, he's an all-star starter. Uh, he Maybe he's not a go for, for the game. Yeah, and then you start to wonder too, like even if he is, like is this where you're uh... – um, you know, Willie Green, are you calling? I don't think we know the West coach yet, right? I, I don't think that's right. been locked in. Um, it'll, it'll probably, my guess be – well, I don't know. I don't know if Michael Malone did it last year. I, I can't remember oh, who it was. I don't, two years in a row. But if I, he, I don't pay enough attention. To yeah, I don't. Either, but whoever the coach is, <laughs> whoever it is, if Zion's playing, I guarantee they're getting a phone call from Willie Green and David Griffin is like, uh, yeah, he can play, but like one alley oop and then you get him on the bench. Like that's yeah. that's all we, we need. But I guess that, well, I guess. Yeah, they won't know until right before the game who the coach is. So maybe they're calling Joe Missoula too because they're doing the schoolyard pick right before the game. So that's right. If, yeah, yeah. If he's gonna play, it'll be my guess is pretty limited. Uh, you're, they're, you're, they're not gonna want him out there. If you're Willie Green, if you're the, the Pelicans, you're you 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 send a group text to both coaches. Hey, whoever mm-hmm. gets him, yeah. 
Yeah. Bubble wrap, yeah. please. Yeah. Bubble wrap. Please. Yep. Yeah. One, one, one trip up and down, throw him one lob play, let him get his dunk in. Everybody gets excited. And then please put him on the bench, <laughs> send him right back to us healthy. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton now going to return yeah. for the Pacers. He's been out for 10 games. Who's he uh, returning against, Trevor? Shocker. <laughs> He's returning against the Lakers. You know, I was going to say the, the Lakers lucked out by not saying Marcus Smart and, and Robert Williams to the Celtics. But other than that, Holy crap, kid. It's been, it's all like whoever is hurt when the Lakers are on their schedule, they are returning for that game. I, I earlier, it was like three weeks ago, I had a list and it was basically a list of every top player in the NBA of who's come back to play against the Lakers. It's, it's insane. And so I put it out there on Twitter knowing the reaction it would get. And of course, <laughs> Lakers fans are just banging their heads against the wall going, what, what else? What else is going to happen this season? Right. Right. <laughs> But we are excited that that Halliburton's getting back on the floor. Nonetheless, he's fantastic. Another team that has slipped, right? They 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 have yeah. lost three straight. Now they're they're twenty four and twenty eight. They're one and nine in their last ten games. Uh, so again, before that losing run, they were twenty three and nineteen, playing pretty good basketball. Now they're twenty four and twenty eight. So they need to get him back because they're right on that borderline. They're actually in terms of games back, tied with the Bulls one game ahead of the Raptors and only three and a half ahead of the magic. So my hope is you get Halliburton back that restabilizes everything you needed and you can really make your, your push forward. You no longer have the Turner, no questions about him anymore. Uh, he's, you know, he signed, he's locked in. Yes, he is so trade eligible, but he's very unlikely to get traded. So now you can just kind of move forward with whatever you're going to do. And, you know, and for Tyrese Halliburton too, if there was any question of like, uh, should we put him in the all-star game or not? Hopefully that's fully answered. We'll, we'll find that out uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, when they announce the reserves for each conference. He better be a reserve. He should be. Like he's made, he makes such a difference for them. He's been mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah. I think I the mean, coaches get it too, right? Like coaches sure. will make sure they took care of him, I'm sure. I, I would hope so. I mean, you, you never know, right? You never know until it's done. But sure. yes, I would imagine he he will be. Um, another return, and, and this is actually a, a debut, I suppose, Daniel Tice uh, coming into action for, for the Pacers. Now, I, again, we've been talking so much about Miles Turner and mm-hmm. uh, and the success that he's had. They haven't had Daniel Tice uh, all season, so he'll be getting back in action. And he's a guy that you know pretty well, Keith, but um, a, a player who gets, I don't think he gets enough credit for like the, just the, the role that he can play on a team, not saying he's a top tier player or anything like that, but he can go get in there and do some things for a team and give you some physicality and give you a little bit of shooting and just, and just be a presence. I, I like Daniel Tyson. Think that uh, he's somebody that can actually help the, the Pacers. Yeah. I think that physicality piece is what they're looking for. Rick Carlisle talked about it a little bit of, you know, Hey, we don't have real big bodies on this team. They've got yeah. guys who are tall like miles turner and jalen smith and isaiah jackson but none of those guys are like big right they're, they're, they're not you know super physical and that's really what tice kind of does at this point and it's not like tice is like some huge monster but he's just he's always played a little bit bigger than he is he's always been a little bit of a physical banger out there so my guess is he gets in there gets in the mix um you know provided he's not traded because it seems like he's destined to be traded in every trade window possible uh lately right. but as long as you know you get him out there and you know and then you start to get a sense of all right you know is this do we need to go get a backup for miles turner next year if we're trying to be a good team or all right we have daniel tice for nine million and we feel pretty good about it so this is a good good development for him and good development for the pacers to be able to get a look uh, the rest of the way everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why 
what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, and then we have the Kings looking at Matisse Thibault. And, and that, look, this Kings team needs defense. <laughs> Matisse Thibault, say what you will about uh, you know, his offensive game. That's fair, but he is one of the best wing defenders in the NBA, defenders, period. Uh, he would help them. He would help them out considerably. But from the 76ers side, what what would they be looking at in this type of a swap? What's their their goal here in moving on from, from Thibault? Yeah, I think I would want one of the, the Kings bigs, maybe, if I could expand this slightly and maybe get Rashawn Holmes. I I would have to consider that if I'm Philly, just to have one more big man in there. Just, you know, then when Embiid sits, it's not just kind of Montrose Harrell, Paul Reed, and P.J. Tucker anchoring small ball lineups. Like, you you, you would have somebody you feel a little bit, you know, pretty good about it. I, 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 it's been weird with Rashawn Holmes because he, he's all of a sudden not in. The rotation, not all of a sudden, he really hasn't been in the rotation for a couple months now for Sacramento. But I don't feel like this guy just forgot how to play. I think he's somebody everybody kind of liked at a point in time there. So maybe you could get him. If not, if you're thinking a little lower, maybe a draft asset, maybe get like a Trey Lyles or or Alex Len, something like that. Chimezi Metu, maybe with that. I I like Thibel a lot for the Sacramento side. I'm just not sure where where the Kings go unless this does expand into a slightly uh, bigger trade um, for Philly uh, where they can get something a little bit better back. But I think this kind of tells you too, like Thibel's probably done in philadelphia i'm not even sure he gets the qualifying offer this summer i think they're just ready to maybe move on yeah so if that's the case then if you can get something for him then great mm-hmm. then then you sure. do it and especially if it's something that can help your team especially like a backup bank which we've seen they could certainly use in yeah. philly uh last thing we've got today uh, well i guess the second we've got two of them even <laughs> lee uh gets gets his contract with the with the Suns, and then chris silva gets the two-way contract and then chris silva to the mavs on a 10-day both both minor moves, but uh, again, no, no, uh, no disrespect to Saban Lee. Had us all excited for a moment there, and then it, it's still a relatively minor move. Yeah, you start off with one of the big insiders starting with you know team has, and it's like ah oh, trade, and and especially you know. when it's like the Suns who have been. I mean, we've been hearing Jay Crowder trade rumors for six yeah. months now, and and yep. all of that. So yeah, all right. So we'll start with the Saban Lee one. I, this is good for great for him that he's played himself back into the league. Good for the Suns to get him on a two way. Wouldn't be surprised if this is a two way that down the line, if there's roster room, it gets converted and he gets moved over to a standard spot. Campaign continues to be out of lineup for, for Phoenix. So they've been kind of gobble, cobbling together that point guard spot. 
I think Saban Lee's a little bit better than Dwayne Washington. I think he's played pretty well in Phoenix when, when given time. So good for him to get that spot. It wouldn't be a surprise if Dwayne Washington catches on somewhere else. Um, I, I think that is you know potentially possible, or maybe even Phoenix brings him back on like a 10-day or something down the line. So this, this could be one of those where we're kind of playing games with roster spots and we're doing some stuff. Chris Silva to the Mavs? Sure, why not? I mean, Chris Silva's been a guy – He's shown some stuff on various call-ups with different teams. He's super athletic. He plays with a ton of energy. Pretty good rebounder. He looked for a minute like he was going to be another one of those guys that he kind of pulled out of their G League system and developed into a player and maybe popped, but but it didn't quite happen. He just he doesn't really shoot it well enough for his – he's kind of like an undersized four. Uh, doesn't really shoot it well enough to, to fully stick. But, you know, Dallas has been in a weird spot. If Maxi Kleba is still not ready, obviously Christian Wood's still not ready. Why not get one more big out there that can play for the next you know, little bit before the All-Star break? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, on a, on a 10-day, that's about as low risk as it gets. So, again, heading into the All-Star break, why not give him a look? Yep. All right. I think that about wraps things up for today. We'll see uh, what breaks tomorrow. And, uh, again, we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline coming up on February 9th, which means the buzz should continue to grow as we do get closer to that date. And, again, prices do start to become more realistic on both sides, both buyers and sellers thank you everybody for joining us make sure you are subscribing to the nba front office show over on youtube as well as apple podcast spotify wherever it is that you listen to podcasts till next time everybody see ya and stay safe